Welcome to Rivers Fog, a podcast dedicated to navigating and clearing the hazy fog of grief by sharing inspirational, raw, beautiful, and sometimes humorous stories. Rivers Fog is brought to you by What Matters Most Evansville, Inc., where the co-founders and host, Jim and Andrea, who simply want to create ripples in the water in your community. So it's a place you can live well and die well because you can grieve well all the losses. Feel free to donate, support, and learn more at the Patreon or Facebook links at WMMEVV. Like our pages to get updates on projects and ideas, or join our Facebook group to engage in our weekly questions and to connect and share your passions, talents, ideas, and stories with others. Thank you in advance for your support. We can all be a drop in the water to keep our flow a-moving. Today, we don't have a guest, but rather you will have the pleasure of listening to me presenting on how to manage tech use and find balance with mindfulness. This is really important to what matters most Evansville because we know that meditation and mindfulness for grief and loss can help reduce suffering and gain insight no matter where you are on your grief journey. Last week, our guest, Andrea Grace Phillips, spoke to the power of mindfulness and breathing in her grief journey. We'll also be bringing to you guest Miss Nicole Castile, who's a nationally recognized sound healer and breath worker. Let the mindfulness begin in these distracting times with technology. Table of Contents is as follows. We're going to review the introduction at managing the impulse, which is learning how tech use is impacting your behavior, thus your family, work, community, etc. Two, also mindfulness meditation, explore your subconscious mind. I'm going to move into pausing to reflect. How did that make me feel? As well as let's take a break, integrate mindfulness into your workday, as well as some additional resources. All right. It was just yesterday that the first iPhone hit the market and with it, renewed excitement for what the future could hold. But more than a decade later, we've begun to realize that regular technology use, as incredible a quality of life improvement it has been in many ways, has potential and negatives as well. The adoption of smartphones across all aspects of daily life has led to delayed cognitive development in children, disconnect in relationships, and negative effects on children's behavior due to distracted parents. And side note, I'm just as guilty. And that's not to mention the effects of social media on perpetrating unrealistic standards and obsession with perfectionism among teens and adults. Daily life is stressful, hectic, and complicated, but mindfulness has the ability to bring balance to that craziness. Even a few minutes of practice done effectively can make a real difference in not only your mental well-being, but your resilience towards future stress. Side note, this also includes future grief, future losses and changes. Back to where I was going, that's where these simple mindfulness practices come in. Below, and as I will read, are four exercises that taken together can form the basis for an effective practice to help you manage the effects of technology and find balance in daily life. However, each stands on its own as an effective practice as well, so experiment to find which provides you the most benefit to you. 
All right, exercise number one, managing the impulse. The first of our four mindfulness exercises is about helping you learn more about how your regular tech use is impacting your behavior. When a chime sounds off on your phone, you get an alert. Many of us pull out our phones without even thinking about it. The impulse has become so automatic that we never even take the time to question what we are doing. If you have two to three notifications a day, no big deal, right? However, when that snowballs, as it often does, to 20, 30 or more notifications each day, it becomes a real problem. At that rate, you're being interrupted from whatever you're doing several times an hour, all day long, every day. Side note. We all sign up for things. We want notifications. We want to know what's going on with the weather, with social media, with email alerts, with coupon sales, with new things on stock shelves in the grocery store. And let's not forget about Target, right? All these things. So we're getting all these notifications that really is that helping us focus on what matters most? Are we able to be mindful, present with the people we love? be accomplished at work. So when we are done working or we are done doing our task or we're getting a break from being a caregiver, you name it, are we able to enjoy ourselves? Are we so exhausted because our brain's been on overload, constantly distracted by things? All right, going back to the guide. So having said that at that rate, you're being interrupted from whatever you're doing several times an hour, all day long, every day. That includes when you're working on an important project at work that requires your full concentration to when you're blocking out time with your family. To practice managing the impulse, the trick is to follow these steps whenever you notice yourself, reach for your phone when it rings, when you go to click on a notification for an app from Facebook, et cetera, when you're already in the middle of something else on your phone. Oh, side note, this is where I really mess up sometimes, especially late at night. Suddenly I'm I'm looking at snow boots and I actually just got on my email to send somebody a response that I forgot I had had done. But, you know, I saw that Amazon shipment package. I went to check it out because I couldn't remember what I ordered. And then I see a, a snow boots on my interest shopping list. So anyhow, the snowball begins. But practicing the impulse and follow those steps. Notice when you reach for your phone, go to click on notifications from an app when you're already in the middle of something else on your phone, or when a notification pings on your desktop while you're working. Great. We've got pings not only on our phones, but our desktop. So let's follow these steps. Step one, pause, 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 pause. We'll talk about acknowledging what's going on and identifying patterns in a moment. But beyond that, what you're really trying to do is break the pattern of behavior that is supporting the impulse. Each time you consciously pause, when you notice the urge to check your phone, when it pings or similar situation, you take a step towards reworking that unconscious habit. Step number two, acknowledge, right? We can't fix a a behavior or a problem until we acknowledge it's an issue, right? So step two, let's go back. Step one, pause. Step two, acknowledge. Next, once you've paused, take a moment to acknowledge the thoughts going through your mind. Did Jen reply to me? What's everyone up to? What am I missing? Or it could simply be an emotion such as anxiety, anticipation, stress. And let's not make fun of the whole term FOMO, fear of missing out. It is real and it is not just negatively impacting our our teenagers, but also adults, middle-aged adults, those that are empty nesters trying to keep up with what's all going on. 
um, especially in COVID times. We can't know what everybody's doing, especially when we can't see them. So it's okay if you scroll on by their newsfeed. And it's okay if you just don't look or you don't like. Anyhow, back to the drawing board regarding step two, acknowledge. Whatever you notice, acknowledge those thoughts and feelings has a kind of power to it. It's like bringing a problem to the surface. Admitting there's a problem is often half or more of the battle. So acknowledging that you feel anxious every time your phone pings immediately starts shifting the power back into your hands so you can begin to interact with your tech in a more mindful way. Step three, note down. The last step isn't required, or at least can be done mentally, but it's important to start keeping tabs on the different feelings you're noticing, especially if you want to get the most from your practice. You don't just want to notice single isolated thoughts and emotions that arise when you're interacting with these tech-related impulses. You also want to identify patterns and get to the root of the problem. And you can only do that by seeing the bigger picture. Diving deep into meditation is important and different from simply being mindful of what you're doing as you go about your day because it allows you to uncover and explore your subconscious mind. The subconscious is a place where your inner dialogue resides and the more you can enter deep meditation, the more you'll help whatever limiting beliefs you might have to rise to the surface. We often feel and think things in our normal state that go completely unnoticed by our conscious mind. For example, the icky disappointment, frustration, or envy you might feel after scrolling through your Instagram feed and only seeing a bunch of people who seem to have comparatively better lives, bodies, or stuff than you. I read a really interesting quote the other day that's um, from Dr. Aaron Wiseman, who you'll eventually hear from soon, where it said, frustration lies in the space between our expectations and reality. And I know that mindfulness practice and meditation can really help with that, with that space that we can be transforming into sacred ground. All right, back to the guide. Meditating regularly helps these thoughts to rise to the surface. And awareness is the first step for dealing with them. So what do we do? Step one, sit. Sometimes you can do the standing too. But this is a simple step, but it's important to emphasize that no particular sitting form is necessary. You can even sit in a chair if that's more comfortable for you, back problems, etc. Just sit, straighten your back, then allow yourself to relax a bit, and you should rest in a position where your posture is good without being tight or rigid. Whenever I work with clients, I oftentimes tell them to kind of focus putting their shoulders down, roll them back a little bit, maybe roll their head a few times. Just feel the chair that's holding them. All right, step two, focus on your breathing. Ah, breathing, breathing, breathing. Um, this is no coincidence that I'm doing this episode right after last week's episode with Andrea Grace Phillips. And we mentioned how the importance of breath work, which is why you will also be hearing from Nicole Castile, an amazing sound healer and breath worker. All right. So step one, sit. Step two, focus on your breathing. Turn your attention to your breathing. Don't attempt to control it. Simply Noticing your breathing will automatically calm you over time, and as a result, lengthen and deepen your breath. Side note, we as a whole, especially our specific society, we do not breathe correctly. We do a lot of chest breathing, a lot of anxious breathing. We don't breathe into our diaphragm. This has such 
bioneurological impacts on us that we can either positively impact or negatively impact. And we'll get into that in more details later on. We'll put some helpful links and resources in the show notes, but also in future episodes to come. As you know, they drop every Wednesday. So going back to focusing on our breath, concentrate from beginning to end of each in-breath and out-breath. Focus on the movement of breath through your nostrils or the rhythmic movement of your abdomen or chest to help you stay focused. Step three, count your breath. At the end of each out-breath and in-breath, count one. So then with each in and out, you'll increase as you're comfortable, such as breathing in one, breathing out for two, in for three seconds, out for four. Continue to count up to 10 in this way. In most cases, you'll lose focus and fall off your count somewhere early, often between three and five, gradually and consistently being able to reach higher numbers as you practice more. And whatever you do, do not worry if you lose focus. Losing focus constantly is perfectly normal, especially for beginners. Even if it seems like you're losing concentration every 10 to 20 seconds. Some days for me, it's even more. All right, step number four, notice and refocus. So you're losing your attention constantly, right? Totally normal and nothing to worry about, as as I already mentioned. In fact, in the beginning, it's a good thing to notice this it means your awareness is improving. But what do you do about it? Notice the distraction. Even if you simply noticed yourself become distracted in general, but can't get sense what it was that actually distracted you, start by labeling it distraction or name it some something else. You'll gradually move to quote thought or feeling or sensation as your awareness improves. And finally, specific thought. I'm anxious about the future or specific emotion. I'm angry. Once you've acknowledged what it was that distracted you, refocus your attention on your breath and continue your count. Something that's been helpful that I use with clients is while practicing mindfulness and especially learning it, for those that get really hung up on, I keep getting distracted. I'm not focusing on my breath. And these random thoughts come in, whether I'm thinking about my grocery list or emails that I need to catch up on or, shoot, did I pack so-and-so's lunch or, oh, I need to go to the store, but I don't want to. And your mind just wanders, all right? But when that happens, rather than trying to stop the thoughts or stop thinking, just that goes back to that pause. Just go back to your breath. And when that thought comes, just try not to grow the thought. Just recognize the thought. Grow your breath, all right? So as we continue, so the exercise number three, pausing to reflect, aka, how did that make me feel? Earlier, we talked about managing your tech-related impulses, right? So in this exercise, we'll move from a proactive exercise to a reflective one you do after ending a particular session, especially a session of distraction, right, with that same technology. Once you're done scrolling through Instagram or whatever it may be, ask yourself, how do you feel about yourself? What kind of thoughts revolve within your mind? How does your mood change after spending half an hour on Facebook? An hour, two and a half hours. <laughs> Side note, what's on your mind and how do you feel when that phone slams you in the face when you're lying in bed because you just nodded off and fell asleep? Guilty. All right, these are the kinds of questions you'll want to ask as you go to put down your device or refocus after becoming distracted. To practicing pausing to reflect. Let's follow these steps. Step one to help us pause. Instead of 
rolling into the quote, next thing unconsciously, getting back to your work, bringing your attention back to your loved ones, et cetera. Stop to become aware or rather pause to become aware of the thoughts and feelings that arose in connection with that experience. This includes what happened. Did you jump on your favorite smartphone games, scrolling through Instagram, checking notifications on Twitter, watching your YouTube videos? You know, when you catch yourself doing this, just pause and become aware of the thoughts and feelings or any, you know, number of countless tech-related sessions that aren't entirely productive, like checking your email at 7 p.m. when you're supposed to be spending time with your kids. No matter what the experience was, when you catch yourself, take a moment to pause and fight back against your unconscious conditioning of being impulsive with your technology and picking up that phone and clicking on a notification. So continuing exercise number three, pausing to reflect. Step number two, ask, how did that make me feel? Once you've put down, once you've put your device down before moving on, reflect on the experience by asking, how did that make me feel? I mean, all the feels, right? Take a moment to turn inward and notice how your body feels. Side note, oftentimes when we don't allow ourselves the time to just pause and check in with ourselves, how did that feel? What did I think about that experience? It might be kind of awkward and difficult to really, you know, elicit a verb, an emotion, a noun, you name it, to describe that experience because we're not practicing mindfulness and connecting with our mind and body as frequently as we should. So having said that, let's take a moment to turn inward and notice how your body feels. The body often mirrors the thoughts and emotions we have going on within us without noticing it. But by paying attention for a few moments, you can pick up small insights. For example, you might notice you feel anxious or generally ill-tempered after scrolling through Instagram. Maybe your experience with it is conditioning you to compare your life to one of the countless influencers who appear to be better off than you, which, by the way, is often a fake representation. There are all kinds of insights you might notice as a result of asking just this simple question. So step three, as we're pausing to reflect, experiment, right? If we're ever going to improve ourselves, our personal growth, our experience with life, you name it, we're going to have to go through some discomfort. We're going to have to experiment. We're going to have to try something new if we ever want something to be different. So Step three, and pausing to reflect, experiment. Once you've begun practicing pausing to reflect, you may notice certain patterns of thought or feelings when you interact with your chosen piece of technology, including sites, apps, devices, etc. Continuing with our example, if you notice these negative feelings of anxiety and unhappiness spike every time you use Instagram, for instance, see what stepping away from it for the next two weeks does for your mental well-being. Side note, you may be thinking, two weeks, I can't do this. I need to do this for my business, or that's how I stay connected to people. Okay, well then change the number of two weeks to one week or two days or God forbid, two hours, all right? Start small and see if you notice a difference. So you don't have to stop using it altogether, but consider only checking it once or at the end of the day or maybe delete the app or delete the notifications from your phone. Whatever you decide is the right action to take, be smart and brave and consider what is best for your life and mental health and how your choice could affect your loved ones too. Continuing exercise number three, the Pomodoro break. This is something I find very useful in working with my clients, especially those that are struggling with focus, um, concentration at work, that they feel like it's not just depression, it's not just anxiety, it's not just this pandemic. I just, oh, I'm just, I'm just so distracted. I'm all over the place. And I myself struggle with this as well. So having said all of that, 
Pomodoro method or technique was developed by Francisco Cirillo in the late 1980s. The basic idea is this, by taking a taking regular breaks between an activity, you're more productive than if you were to work straight through without stopping. Did you hear that? Corporate America. That's my side note. The Pomodoro method has since been supported in several studies, solidifying it as a part of the optimal work routine, no matter what kind of work you do. How it works, the technique uses a timer to break down an activity into pieces from 25 to 55 minutes in length, which is then separated by regular 5, 10, or 15 minute breaks, all depending upon your preferences and needs. So how to have a Pomodoro break? This exercise doesn't have unique instructions. They're pretty much identical to sitting in meditation. Turn your attention to your breathing. Follow your breath. We suggest following your breath since this practice will only take about a minute. And thirdly, notice. However, where the exercise differs is in time. A Pomodoro break using the mindfulness bell extension or whatever else you prefer should only last about a minute. It's a quick check-in with yourself during your day, however many times during the day you choose to check in. The Bell of Mindfulness Chrome extension is a useful aid as you can set a timer to go off every hour and a soothing bell will sound to summon you to mindfulness for about a minute without you having to remember to take these regular breaks. That's the struggle, is remembering. We all have good intentions. We know what we should do. We just don't do it. So it's kind of a a reverse engineering way of sometimes part of getting back to us being less distracted by technology is using the good part of technology, using our phone to set friendly reminders that those notifications can stay on, to summon us with a nice soothing bell to practice our mindfulness for just about one minute. This exercise is unique because it creates little moments of awareness and what is usually one big blur of a day where work whizzes by, then you head home, pick up dinner, end your day, and what often feels like the blink of an eye, and you feel accomplished. It conditions mindfulness throughout your day, which is a skill that takes a lot of work to develop in daily life and helps you check in with how you're feeling, giving all kinds of insights that help you create a greater sense of internal balance. Daily life is more complex than ever with the introduction of recent technology, especially this freaking pandemic, right? Recent tech has led to some incredible quality of life improvements, new forms of entertainment, and more, but it's also had some negative side effects as well. However, mindfulness can help you find the balance necessary to move forward with a clear mind, calm heart, and happier you while benefiting from everything your smartphone and all your other gadgets and devices have to offer. The practices are simple, but it takes work, just as with anything else, to develop a regular mindfulness practice. Use these exercises to help you find balance and invest in yourself to make that practice a reality. More details and resources will be in show notes. If you're interested in sharing with your team, you can download the TFM courses as well as this how to manage tech use and find balance with mindfulness PDF guide. All right, everybody, you got to make a plan on how you are going to manage your tech use and find balance with mindfulness. So quick recap, step one, pause. Step two, acknowledge. Step three, take note. All right. So we're going to sit, focus on our breath, counting our breath, notice and refocus. Keep pausing. How did that make you feel? Experiment, trying it out. Maybe taking a Pomodoro break. This is very helpful, especially if you're trying to be more productive at work. Check out the show notes for more resources and a direct link 
to find this PDF guide.